This is an ABC podcast. Man, I can't whistle. Baba! 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 Sorry. Well, this is embarrassing. I'm yelling a cat's name to the whole neighbourhood. I'm house-sitting at my sister's place and I really need to find her cat, Baba, who, like most cats, is not the slightest bit listening to me shouting its name as loud as I can. To be honest, pets are a bit of a mystery to me. I don't have one myself, but people really spend a lot of time feeding them, going for walks with them, cleaning out their kennels or tanks, talking about them, and like me, making sure they're inside at night. Baba! How's my sister sound? Baba! Baba! Why didn't my sister just get a goldfish? Baba, is that you? Hi, I'm Nazim Hussain, and this is Frugal by The Pineapple Project. This series, we're making you rich. Well, richer, by helping you save the money that you already have. Most Australian households have a pet of some kind. They're members of our family, but they're just not covered on your Medicare card. And they can cost you a heap of money. And time trying to find them. Baba, is that you? Shh, shh. Can't whistle. According to the RSBCA, Australians spend $13 billion on their pets each year. That works out at over $1,600 for your average pooch. Or $11,000 in dog money. Today on Pineapple, how to have a happy, healthy pet and still save yourself lots of money. Ah, there you are, Baba. Come on. In you go. Ow! Always hated cats. My older sister, Aisha, she left me directions about which specific vet-bought, super-healthy, balanced, artisanal cat food to give him. It's not cheap. Costs about as much as my dinner. Dinner time, Baba. Come on. One person who knows how expensive pets can be is consumer expert Kate Brown from Finder. She also used to be on the checkout. And Kate says, because people are so obsessed with their pets, that can easily be exploited. We know as consumers we're not particularly rational anyway, even if we're buying something at the supermarket. So you layer on top, you know, this intense love. You are going to be easy pickings for savvy marketers. And even a consumer expert like Kate can spend more than she'd planned. Chloe, her much-loved cat, had lots of unexpected medical bills before she died. Then last year, Kate got a puppy named Teddy. And uh, how much did Teddy cost? Oh, okay. He was $5,000. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. $5,000. Does it come with a sunroof? Like, what do you get with it? Yeah. uh, Just a puppy. You get an adorable little face and um, Mm -hmm. very curly hair. He's a a poodle cross. He's a cavoodle. I had some trepidation about, you know, buying a dog. And if you told me two years ago what I'd spent on this dog and what I'd done, I would have just gone, what's wrong with you, woman? Yeah. I mean, you're not alone. Australians spend like $13 billion a year on pets, which is Nuts. How how is that even possible? Look, it's actually the pet industry has been tipped as one of the growth industries to watch. That growth is exponential. So we're not even really just talking about the purchase price of the pet. We're talking about all the stuff that comes with it. And what we've seen is a real cultural shift around 
how we think of our pets and also how we treat them, Nazim. So my dad, who's, you know, in his 80s, says, you know, what do you mean you paid money for a dog? You just find someone whose dog had puppies in the neighbourhood and what do you mean you pay for someone to walk your dog? You know, you just used to open the front door and your dog would just run around and, and when it was hungry, it would come home. So there's been this massive shift in how we think about our pets and what we buy for them. And, and for me, I've done a lot of work in the past and on the checkout around the marketing industry for children. The marketing industry for pets is exactly the same. So you've got, you know, must-have products, super expensive services. You suddenly feel like you need to be buying all of them. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you've got the guilty parent concept, you know, parents end up spending so much on their newborns or just their children for the duration of their lives um, because everybody, no one wants to be a bad parent and we're often made to feel like we could do more. Is that the same thing with your pets? You know, like when it comes to grooming or dog walking services? Totally is, Nazim. And, you know, with dog grooming, I have a dog that needs haircuts. There's another on cost that you need to think about. How much do haircuts cost for pets? Um, is, it, is it more than a human haircut? Well, yeah, look, I shopped around and we paid, you know, we do live in the inner city. We paid 80 bucks to get our dogs. $80? Yeah. <laughs> I think I've spent $80 on a haircut once in my life. And I didn't, and that was because I didn't know that I was at a fancy barber until a bill came. And I was like, okay, 80 bucks. Like, what? <laughs> Who are they trying? Do they get fades? What's going on? I know one woman that actually got her dog's tail dyed orange and pink, but I won't. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I won't God. name her. Um, <laughs> so you know, you can you can spend more than that, Nazim. But equally, you know what? Um, I, I could buy some clippers, and I could just um, I could clip him myself. So you know, they're, but you they're, don't they're, because why? Um, I'm not sure how good I'll be, but maybe I'm in the wrong. Maybe I'm a pet groomer. But that's like that's a huge one. The other one I've seen a lot of, and I'm seeing a lot more at the moment with my kind of consumer journalist ears and eyes on is um, daycare for pets. So there are dog daycares popping up in a lot of areas. One popped up in my local area two years ago, and I laughed at it. And now I'm thinking, oh, now I have to go into the office some days. I'm like, oh, maybe. Maybe that isn't so crazy. And you know what? I've been, I've been, um, I've been conditioned to pay for childcare for my children. So I'm suddenly going. Maybe I haven't done it. How much does that cost? How much does childcare cost for pets? Yeah, eighty five dollars a day at my local one. I've seen. Oh my god, fifty to eighty five. That's for a full day. Uh, what are uh, what, any other running costs for having a pet? Yeah, totally. So some big ones is food. Oh yeah. We're getting a lot of marketing now. So there's a lot of people that feel very passionate about what they feed their pets. Um, I would warrant 15 years ago, most people bought their food from the supermarket. Supermarket food's absolutely yeah. fine, by the way. But now, you know, there's organic food, there's raw foods. What? There's no real difference, like, for your pet's health in terms of buying the fancy stuff, unless you've got a, a pet that has special needs. So vets often might recommend, for example, my cat had kidney disease. So I did buy a special food for cats that have kidney disease. So yeah, there are medical and other expenses you just can't predict, and those bills add up. But pets aren't like other budget items like entertainment or holidays, where you can just stop paying for those things if you need to save. Because, well, a pet is alive, for starters. You can't stop paying for alive things. But that doesn't stop people from getting them. Yeah, I have two dogs. What's your do- what are their names? Uh, Monty and Georgie. Yeah, what type of dogs are they? Uh, British Bulldogs. Are they the ones with the with the face? Yeah, the face. <laughs> <laughs> the squash cute the face. Really squash, yeah. Um, how much do they cost? I think, well, we bought one of them as a puppy, like a purebred puppy. He was 
5,500. What? Yeah. Who paid that? Not me. <laughs> Parents? Yes. Um, do you feel like pets are a money pit? They cost a lot? No, I feel like you really get what you pay for. I mean, you, I mean, if you were paying for a human, I'm sure you'd pay a lot more. <laughs> How much would you buy a person? No, you know what? Scrap, scrap <laughs> buy a person for. <laughs> um, what about ongoing costs for your dog? Uh, there's a lot of vet bills. They have a lot of allergies. Um, premium pet foods, like 120 a bag. Does your uh, dog only eat gluten-free? No, not gluten-free. It's like a special type of kibble or something like that. I have a Hungarian Vishal named Riz. Do you spend a lot on your dog? Very much so. Mm-hmm. A lot of time as well as money. Let's talk about the money. Mm. Um, what do you spend on it? Um, he has kind of the Rolls Royce of dog food. So it's probably like 160 bucks for a bag of food and he has really lean meats. But he's, you know, he's beautiful and he looks perfect for it. Got to keep him healthy, right? Where, um, how long does that bag last? Um, yeah, a month maybe. It's yeah. hard to say. He also eats a lot. Okay. He's a horse. He's a house horse, we call him. <laughs> how much did you buy it for? He was like two grand instead of what they could be four or five. Do you have a pet? Yeah, I have a pet, yep. What do you got? A uh, Rottweiler. A dog? Yeah. How much did you buy your Rottweiler for? He was free, yeah. Oh, so- <laughs> <laughs> I just took ownership of him one day. Oh, really? No, he, he belonged to a, a partner of mine, um, an ex-partner, and so she didn't want him any longer, and I just took him. You got custody? So I got custody. <laughs> oh, so that, that relationship was worth something? Yeah, it was worth something. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about, I mean, you got it for free, but are there ongoing costs? Uh, yeah, I actually had to just pay... $200 for some medication he got infected on his on his face and yeah, yeah but that plus yeah other I think there was another time I had to take him it was a couple of hundred bucks there and yeah. they do they cost they cost you not cheap they're not cheap so if you knew all these ongoing costs would you have adopted it yeah probably still would have I, I think it's worth worth it in the end you know the companionship they're yeah. always there by your side so it's always they're worth the money kind of thing, so they're just like a human, you know. There's, Always there by your side, even if your ex isn't. Even if your ex is not there. That's it. <laughs> Sorry to bring the only loyal. <laughs> they're, they're the most loyal things you can have, aren't they? You remember my frugal friend, Dave Gow? He's super careful with money, and that's meant he doesn't have to work for a wage anymore. He can just do things he enjoys, like writing a blog, making a podcast called Strong Money Australia and buying his dream dog, an English bulldog named Boss, who cost him $4,000? I'd never had a dog in my life, but I'd always wanted one. You know, I've got some savings, things are good. I'm going to get myself a dog. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to get a dog, I might as well get my favourite type of dog. And I just thought that they were hilarious and had so much personality, the bulldog. So I really, really wanted to get one. I mean, (laughs) one thing that, um, that I think we've found that is pretty common is that People struggle to decide if spending a huge amount of money on something is worth it. How did you decide that Boss is worth it? Is Boss worth it? Oh, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, good question. I think we can spend our money on an infinite amount of things, but they're not all of equal importance. Some, some are going to add value to our lives, like genuinely, and some are really not going to add much value at all. So we really have to get a bit better at deciding I guess what is important and what's going to be really um, a fulfilling change to our life and what's not. So if something is, then you can decide, okay, this is definitely worth it. Let's do it. And let's let ignore these other things over here that we could also spend on but aren't really that important. Boss cost 
well, a few thousand bucks to purchase. So can we get some tips on how we can keep the ongoing costs of having a pet low? I do, yeah. So they obviously need to be fed. So you can buy <laughs> you can buy little bags of, you know, dog biscuits and stuff like that from your supermarket, which are probably going to be pretty expensive. Or you can actually get enormous bags in bulk online from a pet supplies place. So that's what we do. We've been buying his biscuits online in like i think it's 15 kilo bags wow it works out so much cheaper how long does that last oh that lasts months what about vet bills they can be pretty huge um especially if your if your pet has an unexpected illness or an emergency um and boss has had a couple of those hasn't he yeah he has a couple of times he's been chewing on a toy and either we haven't noticed or he's picked something up in the park and swallowed it and he's ended up getting uh, something stuck in his stomach and that's happened twice. Oh, no. So he's had, had two operations for that. Wow. How'd you pay for that? Oh, so back in the day we had insurance, which was quite good for a while. But what? And, but do you still have it now? No, we don't. So I cancelled it because every single year without fail, the price was going up by about, I think it was about 20%. Whoa. Yeah, the last year they sent me the policy, it was going to be like $2,000 for the year. And I thought, well, the surgery oh that he had, yeah, the surgery that he had was like 2500 So I'm thinking, so they're expecting him to have one surgery every year. I'll just, I'll just pay for it if that happens. Because that's, I suppose that's the lucky thing or that's the good part about having some savings is you can afford to pay for stuff yourself if something goes wrong. If you're keeping insurance, which you should, if you have, if you don't really have much savings, you should try and go for one, like get the, on the highest excess that you can afford to pay for because that'll lower your repayments, you know? So go for the lowest premium and the highest excess. Yeah. If you can afford to fork out a little bit, if something happens, then yeah, I would definitely do that. Has boss um, had any other effect on your other areas of your life, that, like financially? Yeah, he has actually because before we got him, we'd actually go on an international holiday more or less each year. And since we got him, we haven't we haven't been doing that because I just honestly don't want to leave him at home for, you know, two weeks while we're off doing something for ourselves. And he's wondering, like, what the hell's going on? They left me. <laughs> yeah, so in terms of that, we started spending less money on holidays and we would just do country trips inside WA, we would just go and hire or rent some pet-friendly accommodation. Like we'd go and rent a nice house for a week or two. We all have a lot of fun doing that. And I haven't really missed traveling all that much because, you know, he's been, he's been bringing us lots of, lots of joy. So yeah, it's, it's worked out pretty good that way, which I didn't expect. So Dave's a sucker for those cute little puppy dog eyes, like a lot of us but he still found ways to cut the amount of money he spends on Boss while still giving him the best life possible. One of Dave's tips is not to buy new pet toys. Instead, you can buy old kids' toys at an op shop, as long as they don't have those little buttons or things that they can choke on. But as for what Boss likes playing with most... We've found that his favourite toys is actually cardboard boxes and like plastic bottles. <laughs> he just loves Chase them and destroy them. And if we have a cardboard box, he goes absolutely mental. So there's a free dog toy, a cardboard box. And while we're at it, here are a few more tips from Kate Brown from Finder. 
Your dog doesn't need fancy toys, um, doesn't need fancy food. Just make sure it gets good, balanced commercial pet food. You can shop around for things like pet medication online. You know, be smart about things like, you know, rather than spending $80 on doggy daycare, See if you can um, send your dog to a friend's house who might have a dog. Or we recently met someone in the dog park and now our dog goes to that dog's house sometimes and that dog comes to our house. There are smart ways around that stuff that's not um, necessary to pay for. The other main tip we have today is about pet insurance. The smart way to deal with expensive and unexpected vet bills is to save the amount of money you'd spend on insurance in a separate account and don't touch it. That way, you'll probably end up better off than paying increasing premiums and large excess charges for every single major medical expense. But, and this is a big but, if you don't think you can trust yourself to put that money away for a rainy vet bill day, then insurance might actually be better than having a sick dog that you can't afford the vet bills for. Hmm, maybe I could get a pet. I've always loved seeing how excited dogs get when their owners come home from work. That could be me. But I'm always away for work. And then I'd have to organise someone to look after my dog every time. My friends don't like me that much. Or I could pay someone. But that doesn't sound cheap. Nah. Who am I kidding? Dogs need owners that are responsible. I don't even have a routine. I forget breakfast for myself most mornings. Can't do that with a pet. Hmm. Maybe I'm not ready for a dog just yet. Oh well, maybe a turtle would suit my lifestyle more. They don't need food, don't you just look at them? That's all they need. So there are other pets to consider, but we focused on dogs today because, well, they're the most popular and most costly pets to keep happy and healthy. That's dog for thanks for listening. This is Frugal by The Pineapple Project. I'm Nazim Hussain. Thanks for joining me on this mission to save more money. If you enjoy the show... Tell your friends to subscribe or do it for them. Grab their phone right now after they've unlocked it and just go to their podcast app and click subscribe. Don't look at their messages or emails, just the podcast app. Tell them Nazim said so. Next time on Pineapple, you've worked hard all year. You're tired. You need a break. A really fun and relaxing time away from everyday life. You deserve to treat yourself to an all-expenses-paid holiday. But not a bankruptcy holiday. That would not be relaxing. Hi, it's Elizabeth Coolass here. If you're looking for another ABC podcast filled with fantastic true stories, I'd love it if you'd try listening to mine. It's called Days Like These. You will find laughs, you will find danger, heartbreak, triumph, love, all the good stuff. These are real Australian stories and everyone comes with a little twist. Just search for days like these in your favourite podcast app.